Welcome to Jeremiah Smith Ministries, a place where you can grow in God's Word. Proverbs 29.18, it says, Where there is no vision, the people perish, but he that keepeth the law, happy is he. Well, that's good, isn't it? You know, he's talking about if without a vision, without a purpose, without a way that you're going, you know, your life is not on track. You're going to be not constrained to do the things that you need to be doing. You're going to be off track of the things that you should be doing. You know, that's what a lot of people are today because they have no vision of where they're going. They're just out going through life, doing all kinds of things that they shouldn't be doing. It's because they have no focus and they don't see where they're going. And it's amazing, you know, how many people don't have vision. But we're people that do have vision. Amen. God's vision on every inside of every one of us as a believer and he wants you to fulfill your purpose that God has for your life. Goeth, is, Goeth says it like this, things which matter most must never be at the mercy of things which matter least. Wow, that's powerful to think about. He says that the, you should be thinking about the things that are most important and not the things that are least important is what he's saying, basically. Amen. And that's important. We need to make sure that we're focused on the most important things. Amen. Amen. It's easy to get focused and off track of the things that you should be focused on, but we should be focused on the things that are most important. Amen. Amen. We should be about the purposes of God. Amen. Things of the Father. Amen. We should be about the Father's business. Amen. Are you about the Father's business today? You know, God's got business that you're supposed to be tending to. Amen. You and your family, and especially you husbands, you know, it's important. And you fathers and men, you know, it's important that you have a direction for your house and which way you're going. Amen. Because you're supposed to be about the Father's business. Amen. And amen. We're supposed to be all focused on Him and listening to His direction and His purposes. And we're supposed to be fulfilling what He has for our lives. Amen. Amen. And Jesus said that His tasks are easy, His burdens are light. Amen. You say, well, man, this is going to be tough. No, he's going to give you the grace for it. He's going to help you do it, but you got to let him do it. Let him help you. Amen. You're not supposed to do it on your own. You're supposed to let him help you. Stephen Covey said anything less than a conscious commitment to the important is an unconscious commitment to the unimportant. And we said, you don't even realize it, but you are going somewhere. Amen. You know, uh, if you think about it, you know, you don't, a lot of people aren't even thinking about it today, you know, but you're going somewhere. You say, well, I just started church, and I just started what I'm doing. Yeah, but you're headed somewhere, amen. You know, you're going somewhere. At least you're heading in the right direction. You're getting to church, and you're starting your, your path with God, amen. But, you know, if you're not doing that, then you're heading somewhere. You know, you're going somewhere even if you don't think about it. Drug addicts are headed places. You know, people that are drunk are headed places. People living on the street are headed places. People that are well off and they're going a certain direction doesn't mean they're heading the right direction. Amen. You'll be surprised. A lot of people with a lot of money are going the wrong direction. Amen. A lot of people that don't have money are going the wrong directions, you know, and it's because you got to have God, amen, in every area of your life to be going the right direction, amen, and fulfilling what God has for your life. You're never going to be happy unless you're fulfilling God's purpose for your life. You know, you're supposed to be about the master's business, the creator's business. Amen. And that's going to be more fulfilling than anything that you can come up with, you know, because he created you to be about that type of business. Amen. Amen. You know, and a lot of people think, well, I'm just happy doing what I'm doing. Well, no, you're not going to be happy unless you're about what the master wants you to do, about the, what, the, what, the, what God wants you to be doing. Amen. Amen. That's where true happiness is, is on that path, you know, and you say, well, that's why I'm unhappy. That's why I'm dealing with what I'm dealing with. Yeah, because you got to make some adjustments. Amen. Because you've got to be about his business. Amen. And some people get scared when you do that type of talk because they're like, well, man, God's called me to do something crazy. No, he's going to call you to do something that you enjoy. 
He's going to call you to do something that you're created to do. Amen. And you're going to enjoy it a whole lot more than what you're doing. Praise the Lord. If you listen to him. Amen. Miles Monroe says the poorest man in the world is a person without a dream. And that is true. And we said that's why there's a lot of people living in dumpsters. And that's a lot of people that are living in the streets is because they don't have a dream. Amen. You got to see beyond your circumstances. You got to see beyond where you're at. And, you know, those people are not seeing beyond where they're at or they wouldn't be in those circumstances. Amen. And, you know, there's a lot of people like that. They just settle for anything in life, but they're not settling for a good life. The Bible says he has passed, prearranged, picked for us. One translation says, living the good life. Amen. Jesus said in John 10, 10, I came to give you life and it more abundantly. Amen. He has an abundant life for your life, but you have to choose to be on that path. Amen. God has a dream for every one of us. Miles Monroe says, eyes that look are common, but eyes that see are rare. Wow. Think about that today. You know, there's people that see all kinds of things, even Christians, you know, see their circumstances, see where they're at. And they wonder, you know, why I'm, not, I'm so unhappy. Well, you're supposed to be not looking with your physical eyes so much. You're supposed to be looking with your spiritual eyes. Amen. You're supposed to see beyond your circumstances and see beyond where you're at. That's what makes you exciting about getting up every morning. That's what makes it exciting about fulfilling your purpose every day is seeing beyond where you're at. Amen. Amen. I remember the quote of Gloria Copeland said one time, she said, God's never called me to do something that was possible. <laughs> and never called her and Kenneth Copeland to do anything that was possible. And that's the way God is. He gives you big dreams and big hopes and things that you only you can do with his help. Amen. He said, well, that's huge. I'll never get there. Well, you will get there, but you have to have him help you. Amen. You have to have him help you fulfill your purpose. Praise the Lord. Amen. He's got big dreams, big aspirations for you. And he thinks a whole lot bigger than you are because he's a whole lot bigger than you are. Amen. Now, we, we were talking about this before. He makes planets and stars and solar systems, praise the Lord. He's, he made the oceans of the planet. He made the, the, the land all across the, across the planet. Amen. He, he's a God that's big. He's created all the people on this earth. You know, and you think about that, he's a big thinking God. And he don't think like you think. <laughs> he thinks big. Amen. He don't think small. He thinks big because he's a big God. Amen. 2 Corinthians 5, 7 says it like this. It says, for we walk by faith. Not, what's it say? Not by our sight. Amen. And lots of people, they live by their physical sight and they wonder why they're so unhappy. Well, you're supposed to be looking for that spiritual sight, seeing beyond your circumstances. Amen. Seeing beyond where you are now and looking ahead to where Jesus has called you to do that purpose and plan that he has for your life. Every one of us were born with it. Amen. He's never called you to do something small. He's called you for a big purpose. Amen. Amen. Proverbs 29, 13 says a poor person and his oppressor have this in common. The Lord gave eyes to both of them. Wow. So he's saying big people that have big positions and people in low positions, poor, poor people. They, they're all where they're at because of what they see. Amen. And what are you seeing today? <laughs> Amen. You say, well, why do you keep asking me that? Because you need to think about this. I didn't come here just to talk to myself. Amen. I came to talk to you today. Where, what are you seeing today? What are you seeing in your spirit today? Amen. You need to see beyond what you see today. Amen. If you're going to fulfill this year, 2021, and there's all kinds of distractions, you could be looking at all the distractions, but are you going to fulfill your purpose? Because the enemy wants to take your time. He wants to get you caught up in all these distractions going around us. 
when one of the biggest moves of God is going to happen really soon, I believe. And you need to be focused on what God wants you to do right now. Praise the Lord. What's your part in all this? Amen. You need to be focused on that. Amen. Don't be looking like the poor person looking at his circumstances and say, I can't do something great. Amen. Some of the greatest people in the world started out with nothing. <laughs> people that have done great things. They've started out with nothing, amen, but you can start right where you're at and just put it in climbing gear and start climbing up, praise the Lord, and get hired, hiring God and focusing on your dreams and purposes, amen. You can come out of where you're at, but you have to see beyond your circumstances. Quit looking with your natural eyes, amen. You need to see beyond that, praise the Lord, amen. So those two people have that in common. They both see, but they don't see the right things, right? They need to see the things that they need to be seeing with their spirit to come out of your circumstances, amen? So it's important that we're focused on those type of things. We made it, we had our definition of vision. And vision, what we said is seeing with your spirit what God sees about your future. That's your vision, amen, is seeing what God sees about your future, amen? What do you see with your future, amen? What do you see that God has for your life, amen? What do you see in today, praise the Lord? Think about that now. You know, you, it shouldn't take you long. It's the thing that bothers you all the time that you don't fulfill it. <laughs> Amen. It's that thing that you're just not unhappy. You're going to be unhappy every day of your life until you fulfill it. That's why people are popping pills and they're doing drugs and they're over drinking and they're doing, you know, they're, they got medications, way too many medications because they're unhappy. And it's because they they're, they're know that they're supposed to be doing something. They know that they're supposed to be fulfilling a purpose on this earth. Nobody was breathed into this earth without a purpose. Amen. You can't, you're a spirit man. You came from the heaven, praise the Lord, into this earth, and you were put into a body. Think about that now. That's why the enemy likes to abort every baby that comes into this world, you know, is because he, he doesn't know what it could be. <laughs> it scares him, praise the Lord. You could be a person that leads thousands of thousands of people. You look at Peter on the book of Acts, how he led the thousands of people to the Lord. Think about that. Just one person. What 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 can one person do? You know, Reinhard Bonnke touched. Oh man, how many people in the overseas? Uh, these people that are well known. How many people they've touched? Just one. Now think about that. And what what can you do? Amen. What can you do for the Lord? It could be a whole lot more than that. That's why the enemy likes to abort babies. He wants to stop everything that's coming this earth. It's a spiritual problem more of a, than a, a physical problem. It's a spiritual problem, not a political problem. It's a spiritual problem, and we got to stop that, praise the Lord. We want to fulfill what God has for our lives, amen? So our, our definition for vision is seeing what you're, with your spirit what God sees about your future, amen? What are you seeing in your spirit? It's a function of the heart of your spirit seeing your future. It's seeing beyond now, amen? Seeing beyond where you're at, praise the Lord, and seeing what God sees about you, amen? If you don't know that, you need to take the time, amen, and listen to the Lord and write it down, praise the Lord, amen? It's seeing what you and your family will become, amen? What will you become in the future, amen? What are you going to leave behind on this earth, praise the Lord? What are you going to leave here for other people, praise the Lord? Think about that, you know, for all generations, people have left things, you know? There's names on buildings and names on libraries. They've tried to leave something behind. You know, what are you going to leave behind that makes Jesus go, whoo, he did it, praise the Lord, amen? But makes God go, I'm proud of my kid, praise the Lord, amen? You know, uh, kids, are so, they always want to please their fathers. And their moms are like, man, I'm going to be the best athlete I can possibly be because I want to I want to represent dad real good, you know? Maybe dad was a good athlete, you know, or or I want to be uh, the best businessman I can be because I want to represent, I want to be, make my dad look good, praise the Lord. What, what are you going to make the father look good doing today? 
Amen. What are you going? What makes? What are you going to say when you get to heaven and you made him look good on earth? Amen. Say, man, I made God look good on earth. What What are you going to do? Amen. That'll, that'll make him look good. Amen. On the earth, praise the Lord. You say, well, he hasn't been good to me. Well, you don't know him. <laughs> he's a good God. Amen. He's good to everybody on this planet, and he's the most love. He He is love. His name is love. Amen. And he's a good God, and he wants to help you fulfill your purpose. Praise the Lord. Amen. Just to recap, of last week we talked about. Oops, excuse me. We, we, we uh, talked about Sarah and Mary. And we talked about, you know, how they both had different responses with their faith, you know, and it's, it's interesting, you know, Sarah, she was a person that, you know, God told her, he said, you're going to, you're going to have a child. And she laughed. <laughs> she didn't show much faith, didn't have a great response. You know, and God called her out about that and actually called, talked to Abraham about it, but he called her out about it, you know, and uh, of course she lied about it, you know, but, you know, we talked about how there's lots of people that have different responses when God shows them things, you know, when, and when he shows you something, it's shocking to you sometimes, you know, that you're going to do this great thing, you know, and you may not be like a person of faith. You might say, man, I don't know how I can do that and laugh. Well, that's not the response we're supposed to have. Amen. We're supposed to be people who say, hey, I know you can do it through me. Do it, Lord. And that's what Mary did when she was told about having the Messiah, Jesus. And you talk about a big dream and a big vision, having Jesus. Wow, that's a big one. <laughs> Amen. And she said, be it unto me. <laughs> Amen. She responded in faith. Amen. So we talked about, are you going to be like Sarah or are you going to be like Mary? You know, and you think about that today, you know, we have a choice. Amen. To believe God's dream or not to believe God's dream. And we need to be people who say, be it unto me, God. Amen. I'm going to live that happy life, that path that's prearranged and picked for me. And I'm going to live a good life. Amen. And there's joy down that path and wonderfulness down that path if you'll just choose to take the right path. Amen. Each one of them had a different response about their vision God gave them. Amen. And we talked about getting getting the vision, speaking to your vision, cultivating your vision, and giving birth to your vision is what we talked about last week. You can go back and listen to that if you'd like to. And that's on our on Podbean, or you can also watch the video of it on um, YouTube, praise the Lord. And so if you didn't catch that, praise the Lord. So we're going to be talking about the other main ingredient fulfilling your uh, fulfilling your purpose today, which this is a very important one we're going to talk about today. Go over to Genesis, the 37th chapter, Genesis 37, and we're going to go to the fifth verse. Genesis 37 in the fifth verse. And we're talking about Joseph. Amen. I love Joseph. Joseph, he's neat. Amen. And we're going to talk about him a little bit. Let's go to the fifth verse there. It says, Joseph had a dream. <laughs> Amen. Are you going to be like Joseph? You got a dream? You got a vision? Praise the Lord today. Amen. Are you going to be like Joseph? Amen. Well, Joseph had a dream. And when he told it to his brothers, they hated him. All the more, he said to them, listen to this dream I had. We were binding sheaves of grain. And by the way, I'm reading the international version. He says, we were binding sheaves of grain out in the field when suddenly my sheaf, sheaf rose and stood upright uh, while your sheaves gathered around me, mine and bowed down to me, bowed, bowed down to it. Think about that, you know. Uh, he's telling them they're going to bow to him, you know. And uh, I'm sure they weren't thrilled about this. <laughs> You know, and some people, you tell them about your dream, they're not going to be thrilled about it. Amen. And, and I want you to notice this is his family. You know, you might tell your family, and they may not be thrilled about what you're going to do. Praise the Lord. You know, especially if they're not born again, and they don't know Jesus is Lord of their lives, because they're not even going to see it. And, uh, you know, it's interesting that they, they bothered him, him talking about his vision, you know. And it's interesting when you start talking about your vision, people get bothered. 
today. Amen. And why is it bothering? We're going to talk about that. His, his brother said to him, do you intend to reign over us? Uh, will you actually rule us? And they hated him all the more because of his dream and what he had said. Then he had another dream and he told it to his brothers. Listen, he said, I had another dream. And this time the sun and the moon and 11 stars were bowing down to me. Wow. That's a powerful dream. And think about that now, you know, and uh, the brothers are like, wow, you know, and he said, and when he told his father, as well as his brothers, his father rebuked him and said, what is this dream you had? Will your mother and I and your brothers actually come down and bow before you? He's saying, what did you drink before you went to bed last night? What, <laughs> what, what are you thinking, dear Lord? Well, should we get him checked out? We should probably give him a counselor, you know. <laughs> and you might tell some people your dream, and it may be so big, and they'll be like, man, you are a fruitcake, you know. Well, you know, that's okay. You know, praise the Lord. You know, it's, it's important that you believe in your dream. You know, it's amazing. You get some revelations from God and you go and tell them, you know, you, God may have showed you something, the word, and you go show it to somebody and they're just not as pumped about it as you. Well, it's because God's talking to you. Amen. He's talking to you about some things and it's not, he wasn't talking to them the same way. And he gave light to you, gave you a rhema word. You know, and they're just not, they're not going to see it like you see it, praise the Lord. And and these people weren't seeing it, you know, they were like, uh-uh, you know. And so anyway, his father didn't even believe him. His brothers were jealous of him, but his father kept the matter in mind. Wow, think about that. Now, his brothers had gone to graze their father's flocks near Sishim, Sishim. And uh, around Israel said to Joseph, and, and you know, your brothers are gazing the flocks near Sishkem. Uh, come, I am going to send you to them. Very well, he replied. He said to him, go and see if all is well with your brothers and with the flocks and bring word back to, back to me. And then he said off from the uh, Valley of Hebron, uh, when Joseph arrived at Sishkem, a man found him wandering around in the fields and asked him, what are you looking for? He replied, I'm looking for my brothers. Can you tell me where they are grazing their flocks? And they moved on from here. And the man answered, I heard them say, let's go down to Dalton. So basically what happens, though, he goes and he finds his brothers. <laughs> and they're they're wanting to kill him. You know, it's amazing. You know, you tell some people about your dream and, and they, they want to kill you. <laughs> they wanted to kill your dream is what it's all about. Amen. And it's because the enemy uses people, you know, to try to get you off your dream. Amen. He comes at you because he wants to attack your faith that you have in your dream. Think about that now. Why? Because if you don't have the faith for your dream, if he can steal the word from you, you're not going to fulfill your purpose. Amen. So he, he's using these brothers to kill this dream. Amen. They're, they've got it in their mind. They want to kill him. They want to take him out. You know, they want to they want to get him off track. You know why? They don't even know why, but it's because the enemy's using them to get him off his dream. And and that's what happens a lot of times with people. You know, the, the enemy uses people, and so we're not supposed to get mad at the people themselves, but he uses people to get you off your dream. And and basically he's coming to affect your faith. He wants to steal the word from you, you know. And what happens, Joseph gets put in this pit here, basically, and you know, they, they take his code and they act like they killed him, basically, you know, is what they did. But, you know, they put him in that place, you know, trying to kill his dream. He's, he's like, man, if these people don't like me, people hate me, how's this dream ever going to come to pass? And he could have gave up on his dream, right? And that's how a lot of people are. They, they tell the dream, and just because they tell somebody about their dream and they're not on board with it quite like they are, 
they give up on it and they, they say, man, I'm, I'm just not going to be able to fulfill it. And that's the problem. You know, you're not creating for yourself the right environment for you to fulfill your dream. Amen. Amen. You know, just because people around you are unbelievers, they don't see it like you see it. It doesn't mean that you can't fulfill your dream. You have to create the environment so that you can fulfill your dream. Amen. Amen. It's important that we create that environment. This was, a, this was an opportunity for them to try to get Joseph to abort his dream. And there's many people today who abort their dreams. And why? Because of what someone said or what has happened in their lives, you know. They abort their dream. They give up on it, you know. And, it, and Joseph, he was, it was his fault, really, because he shouldn't have told his brothers. He should have kept that dream on the inside. And God talks to us a lot about this. It's very interesting about your environment, you know, because it's so important who you're telling your dream to. Joseph may not have had the challenges he had if he hadn't told everybody about his dream around him. Amen. Why? Because those are unbelievers. Those are people that aren't going to see it. Now, God made his dream come to pass, but it could have been a little easier. Amen. Because we can create an environment for our dream to flourish, for our dream to come to pass. Amen. And it's important that we create that environment. We put ourselves in that environment. You say, well, Jeremiah, I don't have an environment of faith around me. I don't have people around me that are, that'll help me fulfill my purpose and help me get on board with me about my dream. You know, well, that's when you have to do something about your dream. Amen. That's when you have to take the time to put yourself in the position where you can have an environment to, put, to fulfill what God has for your life. I remember I was, uh, I lost a lot of weight. I'll never forget this. And I, I was pretty heavy. I, I started working out and uh, I was having some challenges with sleeping. You know, I was I was feeling really bad. And I, I was I couldn't sleep well. I was having lots of challenges. Well, I said, well, man, I'm going to start doing a little bit of exercise just so I can feel better. And so what I did is I got a, a gym membership and I started walking for about 30 minutes a day. You know, every day I'd go over and I'd walk and I just walk for 30 minutes a day. And I was just dropping weight like crazy. It was it was interesting, you know, just to get my metabolism up. You say, well, <laughs> where are we going with this, Jeremiah? Well, I'm going somewhere. <laughs> but anyway, I put myself around in this gym. Other people, you know, that were doing the same thing. They're all trying to get in shape, you know. And it makes it easier. You got people trying to fulfill the same goals around you. I put myself in a position and I never went to a gym all my life, you know. And uh, I, I started in this gym and I look around and all these people are doing this. So it made it a little easier for me each time. And, and after a while, I'm starting to work out, not just my legs, I started lifting weights, you know. And I started doing all these different things in the gym, you know, using different equipment. I'm working my abs and all kinds of things like that. But I put myself in an environment where I could fulfill the purpose that I was trying to fulfill. I was trying to get myself a little more in shape. I just started out to feel better. But now I'm like, I'm doing everything. <laughs> Why is that? You know, why was I flourishing that much? It's because of the environment that I created, you know, and it's important that we create an environment of faith around us, you know, and you say, well, how do I do that? You know, what do, what do I got to do? You know, well, you know, let's look at that real quick here. Now, let's look at uh, what the Bible says about that. Hebrews 6.12 says, but it says that ye be not slothful, but followers of them of through faith and patience who inherit the promises. Now, that's not just your average Christian, you know. You say, well, what, what are you talking about? We're supposed to run with Christians. No, not just any Christians. The Bible says here that we're supposed to be running with people that with faith and patience inherit the promises. Amen. What are the promises? Well, one's salvation, one's healing, one's prosperity, one, you know, we're supposed to be running with people that are inheriting the promises. You know, people that have peace, people that have joy. Amen. That's not just anybody. Amen. That's that's people that are actually on board with God and they're actually 
are committed to God. Amen. People that are that are fulfilling or inheriting the promises of God. Amen. And that, that knocks out probably about 90 people, 90 <laughs> percent of Christians, because, you know, there are a lot of people go to church. You know, lots of people just hang out there. But are they inheriting the promises? Amen. And that's what we're supposed to be doing is inheriting the promises. And, you know, it's interesting. We're talking about that gym, you know, how you're around people that are that are fulfilling their purpose. You know, you need to be around people that are inheriting the promises. You say, well, I don't know any of those type of people. Well, it's important that you put yourself in an environment. If you have to listen to uh, downloads or if you have to listen to them by video, you know, create that environment so that you can live a life of faith. Amen. Hebrews 6.12 says it like this. He says in the, in the Amplified, it says, so that you will not be spiritually sluggish. Wow. So you can be spiritually sluggish, can't you? And there's a lot of people out there that are spiritually sluggish or fat, you know, because they're not spending time exercising their spirit. He says, but will instead be imitators of those who through faith lean on God, who, who with absolute trust and confidence in him and in his power and by patience and our patient endurance, even when suffering, are now inheriting the promises. Once again, he says you're supposed to be running with people that are inheriting the promises. Amen. In the Amplified Version, people that are going after what God's paid for, what Jesus has paid for at the cross. Amen. And there's people today that preach all against that. It's amazing to me. You know, Jesus paid for it. And yet there's Christians that are that preach against it. It's amazing to me, you know. And what you're saying when you're preaching against that is that his blood didn't mean nothing. <laughs> wow, that's powerful to think about, isn't it? His blood didn't it, it wasn't for you, you know. He he paid for everything. Amen. He paid for it all. If you look at the word saved, that means all. That's a mouthful. It's full of all kinds of things in that one word, in the Greek word being saved. Amen. And he paid for everything you're going to ever need in this life when, once you got saved. Amen. But you've got to be able to be a person that, that grabs the inheritance that God has for you. I like the message version. He says, I'm sure that that won't hap or happen to you, friends. I have better things in mind for you. Salvation things. God doesn't miss anything. He knows perfectly well all that love uh, shown him or helping needy Christians and that uh, you keep it at it. Well, I read that kind of funny at that. You keep at it. And now I want each of you to extend that same intensity toward a full bodied hope and keep at it till the finish. Wow. Listen to that. He's telling that you're supposed to f f keep at it till you're finished. He says, don't drag your feet. Be like those who stay the course with commitment, faith, committed faith, and then get everything promised to them. Wow, that's powerful to think about. He wants you to get everything that's promised to you. Amen. Sorry for me stumbling over the words there at first. But he wants you to get everything that's promised to you. Amen. And you, you shouldn't want to get out of this earth until you got everything that Jesus paid for for you. Amen. He went, he, it was so important to him that he died for all those benefits. So you should make sure you get everything before you leave here. You know, maybe you're working on a certain area. You know, we're, not, we're all, nobody's arrived, but you know, but you need to work towards, you know, all the inheritance that God has for your life. Amen. That's a vision in itself. Amen. That's a, that's a thing that you should be shooting for in itself. And it's important that you create an environment where you're running with those that are inheriting the promises. Amen. Amen. My wife, uh, she has a, 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 a terrarium, terrarium. I'm trying to say it right. I'm stumbling over my words a little bit today, but <laughs> a terrarium. A, a, and it's very interesting. You know, she has a whole plant room. My wife, my wife enjoys plants. And uh, recently she's gotten into terrariums where you create an environment for certain kinds of plants. You know, she has this one particular uh, 
group of plants that she's working with that she's created a terrarium for. And what a terrarium is like an aquarium with a lid on top of it is what it is. And it creates an environment for those type of plants to grow. And this particular plant grew, uh, I believe it was in the, uh, the jungles there under a, ter- a certain type of tree. And uh, so, you know, it was used to that environment of, of living in that type of environment under a tree in the, in the jungles there. And uh, so she kind of tried to create that with a terrarium, right? So she puts this plant in this, in this environment of this terrarium. And, you know, and it's, it was all certain colors and everything. And it was kind of drying out a little bit on the edges and everything. But once she put it in there, it just started thriving. It's very interesting. And uh, when you look at the plant, you know, it even started changing into some beautiful colors and things like that. You know, when she took the lid off to show me the other night. And God wants you to, to thrive. Amen. He wants you to be your true colors. And he wants you to be who you really are. Amen. And it's important for you to have the right environment to do that. Amen. And that's an environment of faith. Amen. It's an environment where you're able to trust the Lord. Amen. And the only way you're going to do that is by being in that environment, running with those of like precious faith. Amen. Faith comes by hearing. So you need to be hearing those people. You need to be around those people so that you're becoming more like them. Praise the Lord. Amen. People that are inheriting the promises of God. Amen. A terrarium is interesting. It creates an environment within an environment. Wow. Think about that. You know, she has other plants that are out there and they're all around the glass. And uh, they're taking in lots of sun, and, and they're in a different environment, but she's got that terrarium inside that environment. Amen. So some of you may be at home, and uh, you may be dealing with some things with your families, and, and uh, you know, maybe you even have a wife that just doesn't believe in you, or maybe you have a husband that just doesn't believe in you. Well, you, you're going to have to create an environment within that environment. Amen. An environment of faith. Maybe you need to put some headphones on. Maybe you need to. Maybe you need to make sure that you got your Bible with you everywhere you go on your phone and click it on that app or whatever you're needing to do. But you're going to have to create that environment within that environment. Amen. If every time you come in, they're going to suck the faith out of you, you're going to have to keep putting faith in so you can come out of those, those circumstances so you can rise above those circumstances and fulfill your vision. It's a key to your vision and fulfilling your vision is having the right environment, amen, and having an environment of faith. And that's up to you, amen. This is why a lot of people don't fulfill their purposes because they're not willing to create that environment every day. And you have to create it every day. You need to be listening to those that are inheriting the promises every day. You need to be building your faith every day, amen. You know, you're down one day, you're up one day. You know, we're all like that. You know, we all deal with being up and down. David, if you look at the Psalms, one day he's really happy, <laughs> one day he's really sad, one day he's really happy, and one day he's really sad. Read the Psalms, and, and there's a reason why. is he's, he's talking about how his real emotions are going and his walk with God. You think about that, you know, when you look at the Psalms, and that's how people are. They're up and they're down, so you have to create that environment every day. Amen. If it's a good day, you still feed your faith. If it's a bad day, you still feed your faith. Amen. You feed your faith every day because you're trying to fulfill that vision that God has for your life. And to be successful, that's what you got to do. Praise the Lord. Amen. You know, even Jesus had to have an environment of faith to fulfill what he had to do. Think about that. He went into this town and uh, they said to him there, let's look at that real quick there. Uh, Let's go to Matthew, the 13th chapter. And we're just going to go over a few things real fast here before we close. Matthew. Uh, let's see here. In uh, the uh, 13th chapter in the 54th verse there, uh, he's in an environment there, and he goes to pray for people in this environment. 
And uh, he, he didn't have the success that he wants to have. And it's interesting what he says here. Let's look at the 54th verse. He says in Matthew, the 13th chapter, he says, And he was coming to his own country. He taught them in the synagogue and so much that they were astonished and said, Whence hath this man this wisdom and these mighty works? Is not this the carpenter's son? Is this not his mother called Mary and his brethren, James and Joseph, Joseph and Simon and Judas? And his sisters are not all with us. Whence then hath this man all these things? And they were offended at him. But Jesus said unto them, A prophet is not without honor, save in his own country and in his own house. And he did not many mighty works there because of their unbelief. Think about this now. He's in an environment. He comes in there to pray for certain people. that would be a blessing to him to get them healed. But he can't do it because of their unbelief. Wow. So it tells you even Jesus has to have an environment to fill his purpose. Yeah, amen. He's showing us all the when you look at Jesus' life, he's showing you how to do things on this earth to fulfill what he has for you and how to walk the life of faith and walk the, the life that you need to walk on this earth. He, he gives you an example of that. And he shows you here that even in his own country, they had unbelief and he wasn't able to do the things he wanted to do there. He wasn't able to touch the people he wanted to touch because of the unbelief in the room, amen? And if you get a bunch of unbelief in your house, you're not going to fulfill what you can fulfill, the purpose that you need to fulfill, unless you're creating an environment and faith within that environment, amen? It's important that you do that, praise the Lord. And uh, it's interesting, in Matthew, the ninth chapter, the 23rd verse there, Jesus goes into this ruler's house, and he saw the minstrels and the people making noise, and he said unto them, Give place, for the maid is not dead, but sleepeth. And they laughed him to scorn. So there's tons of unbelief in this room. He goes in there to pray for this person that's dead. And there's tons of people in this room. And, uh, you know, he's wanting to fulfill his purpose. And he comes there. He's, he's supposed to pray for this person to come alive. And they're laughing at him. Think about that, you know. You're in a house and you got a, a bunch of family or you're you're with your friends. You're going to school, college, or you got people around you and, you know, they laugh at you when you talk about your big dreams and, you know, things you want to fulfill, you know, and you, that's not an environment of faith. Well, what was he do in this environment? Look at this, what Jesus did, and they laughed him to scorn. But when the people were put forth, he went he went in and took her by the hand and made the, and the maid arose. What he did is he took them out of that room and he created an environment of faith within that place. Hey, man, he got all the unbelief out and he created his own environment. <laughs> and this, and he fulfilled his purpose. He created an environment of faith, didn't he? Amen. And he was able to pray for that person. They were rose again from the dead. Think about this now. You know, you need to create an environment within your environment that has faith to fulfill your purpose that God has for your vision that God has for your life. Amen. And it's a key ingredient ingredient to fulfilling your vision. You've got to have a faith environment to fulfill your vision. Amen. Even Jesus, when he went to pray for Lazarus, you know, who was dead, and they, man, they shut up the tomb there. You know, he's going down there, you know, and they're like, man, if you'd been here <laughs> the day before, if you if you'd just been here the day before, we, we would have been all right, you know, but now I don't know what we're going to do, you know. Uh, you know, and they're just doubt and unbelief everywhere. You know, he's he's just get, he and he got there yet. He's like, well, you know, it's terrible. And people are crying all around him. <laughs> people are all sad around him. You know, a matter of fact, in the one verse, they're they're all sad and crying around him. And he's just before he raises Lazarus from the dead, and he starts groaning within himself. Think about that now. He's groaning in this certain in this situation. 
you know, and the Bible talks about we grown when we pray in tongues and when we're, we're baptized in the Holy Spirit, you know, why? Because you're building, the Bible says that it, it charges your faith, amen? When, you, when you're praying in the Spirit, you can charge your faith back up. And I believe that's what was happening here. Some people, the scholars are in disagreement about that, about the, that word groaning, because some are debate that he prayed in tongues or not. But it's interesting because he prayed, he groaned within the Spirit, and then he prayed for, he told Lazarus to come forth. So it's like he built his faith, and then in the mid, and he created his own environment, even there with the people crying. And then he and then he called Lazarus forth. Think about that. So you've got to be a person that's willing to create your environment within a bunch of unbelief. Amen. You've got to be a person that creates that environment. No one else is going to do it for you. Amen. You've got to be a person that creates that environment and, and to be able to fulfill your purpose. Amen. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we just thank you, Lord, for your goodness, and we thank you for your mercy today. Father, we just thank you for your word today. Father, Lord, you've been so good to us. And Father, Lord, we just ask, Lord, that you touch people today, Father. If they're struggling in their environment just to keep the faith every day, Father, if they're struggling with all the people around them of unbelief, Father, Lord, help them to build that environment, Father, of faith around them so they can fulfill that vision that you have for their lives, Lord. If they're full of faith, they can fulfill it, Father. And we just ask that you help them to create that environment, Lord. Whatever they got to do, Father, Lord, help them to see it clearly so that they can do it, so they can fulfill the purpose that you have for their lives. Amen. And we just thank you, Father, for it in Jesus' name. And if there's someone out there that doesn't know Jesus as Lord and Savior of your life, you need to know him, especially this time, this day and age. Boy, he's coming soon, praise the Lord. And all you have to do to know him and have him in your life is in Romans, the 10th chapter, and the 9th and 10th verse, it says, If you confess that Jesus is Lord and believe God has raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. So just pray this with me. Father, I just believe that you've raised Jesus from the dead. And Father, I just ask Jesus to be Lord of my life right now. Jesus, be Lord of my life now. And I just thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Praise the Lord. Hey, if you prayed that prayer, uh, welcome to the family. Amen. And then we'd love to hear from you here at Jeremiah Smith Ministries. You can uh, email us at jeremiahsministries at yahoo.com. Let us know so we can be a blessing to you. We love you. God bless you. And we look forward to seeing you on Wednesday. You have a wonderful day. If you'd like to contact us for prayer, praise reports, or offerings, go to jeremiahsmithministries.podbean.com. Thank you for listening.